Hello, welcome to another week of the Fiber Coven podcast. We're so happy to be here with you. Uh, we'll kick it off with a little bit of news like we usually do. Take it away, Emily. I will be venting at the Crafts Night Market, which is Night Market at Gold Bar in Louisville, Kentucky on May 31st. It's a Tuesday. It goes from 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. I will have a table with all of my pins and stuff. There will be tarot readers and delicious horror-themed desserts and stuff. So come see other witchy people and myself. Yay, that's great. And there's also a new social media platform you can find Emily on too. Yes, it's called Pop Shop Live. And uh, you should follow me there. I am doing a shopping event this weekend from 10 a.m. to noon on Saturday. And you get free shipping on any of my stuff. And if you use the code KT cake, like the letters K T and then the word cake, you get $10 off whatever you buy. Uh, so you could get a pin for $2 and that is totally funded by pop shop. So I still get all of the money for the pin, but you get the pin super cheap. It's very exciting for both of us. Uh, so yeah, come join me there. It should be fun times. Yay, that sounds super fun. So on to our yarny content. I finished a thing. Ooh. I finished socks. Ooh. These are a pair of women's small um, vanilla socks that I knit in some scraps of the Our Flag Means Death colorway that I made. So stripey. Go suck eggs in hell, which is one of my favorite things to say now. I think it's really fun. 13 stripes of delightfulness. These were really good vanilla project. And I'm happy to have these around when I do a second batch of this yarn. These will be good sample socks before I send them off to my friend. Pretty. Yeah. And I just used a little black for heels, toes, and cuffs so that I could really stretch it out because I only had less than 40 grams of um I don't know why, color. but I think the black makes them look more piratey to me. Yeah, I, I was thinking of that. I did want it to look piratey. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, such a delightful show. Our flag means death is the best comedy I've watched in a long time. Anyway, what have you been knitting on, dear friend? I've been knitting on all sorts of stuff. I've been knitting on this cotton candy shawl quite a bit. And it's, you know, it still looks so similar. Does this even look different? It does. Do you even care? It, I care, <laughs> but it does look similar. It's a separate thing. It's just getting bigger. Well, show this us how big my yarn ball again. is now. I was going to be like, show me your balls. Balls. Yeah. And that it, you're, it is noticeably smaller. It's very tiny. I haven't weighed it yet, but I think it's probably like maybe 15 grams, maybe not even. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, my Are scale is literally the... right here. I could answer this question for myself. <laughs> Are you on to the edging yet or the border? That's the um, word. I think I'm going to start it soon. It's not milliliter Ooh. scale. This is so exciting. We can see designing and hear designing like as it's happening, as you weigh your ball. It's 14 grams. Mm. That was pretty close. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I probably will start the border soon. And what I think I'm going to do, cause I'm doing this like waffle stitch texture. I think I'm going to switch to just doing garter with the slip stitches over it rather than doing plain garter and see how mm -hmm. that works out. I like it. These are my plans, but yeah, I'm probably after this row, I'm going to start doing that. So it does take mm -hmm. quite a bit of yarn to finish a row now. Indeed. Oh, I just realized the project that we're both working on. Yes. I don't know if you want to jump into that one next. Sure. Oh, yeah, I have to grab it. I have finished the gusset 
I also finished my gusset. Mm-hmm. These are the lithium socks that Emily's designing. We're having a lot of fun with it. Mine's inside mm-hmm. out and I'm not turning it right side out because I'm lazy. Are you finding that your second sock is matching up like the stripes perfectly well? It's not perfect, but first? it's only like one or two rows off. Cool. Cool. I'm in the same situation. Mm-hmm. And I figured one or two rows off is going to be fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. It, Yeah, it's looking really good. I am, I don't know, I'm on like row 20 or something, uh, 20 something of the foot chart. Goodness. Wow. So yeah, I, I really want to be done working on these. I have enjoyed them, but I'm definitely like been working on this color work sock for a while. I would like it to be done so that I can take pictures of them and we can release the pattern. Should we challenge ourselves to have these as a finished object for next week? We definitely should. That is certainly my goal. Okay, I will do it. I'm not in the mood for new content with the exception of the new content that is coming out that you will hear about extensively on Office Hours. Yeah, I just don't have the headspace for it. So I think in the evenings, I will be listening to Lord of the Rings and working on this. Yes, I approve. Yay. 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 But since I cast off my vanilla socks, I had to cast on a new vanilla project and I wanted to step away from socks because our sock drawers are super full in our household. So uh, I cast, I cast on a problem. It's so small. I casted on on my tiny twists because I'm a monster and I are a monster. Yeah. Yeah. It's only 138 stitches, which is totally reasonable to do on my uh, Chaogu tiny twists. Uh, I'm using the larger cable and the longer needle. So it's not like I'm doing it on a nine inch circular, which is silly. Yeah. But I'm using the Ghibli yarn and I, and this is the first encounter, which is inspired by the scene uh, where they first meet Totoro in the garden. And I put a little mushroom on it. So themed. Uh I know it is so themed. And I think what I'm going to do, because I wanted to have enough of the coordinating colorway to put a a square in my blanket too. I think I'm just going to do the straps and the coordinating color. That'd be really cute. Yeah. Yeah. So I think this will be really fun. I'm making friendship roulettes for me and my friend. Cute. Actually, the same friend who I made, who got me into our flag meeting. These are both things for them. (laughs) Aw, cute. Yeah. She's not much of a sock knitter. It's more of a shawl knitter, so I can send her socks and bralettes and things. They're well-received. Fun stuffs. What else are you working on? Um, I have my vanilla socks, which I haven't worked on that much because I worked on that shawl more, and they're both kind of my vanilla projects. But I am officially onto the very, very start of the heel flap now on these guys. Nice. Nice. These are random Regia ball that's been in my stash for eight billion years um that's still sock one right yes still sock one cool i've also been working on my northeasterly i put two columns in it this week and um yes you I showed me it it on your full-size bed it was very large yes it is the width of a full-size bed um but i want it to be wider and i also have aspirations of us getting a queen-size bed sometimes so i'm I highly recommend it. (laughs) Yeah. We had a full size bed forever. And then just last year got a queen size bed and it's so luxurious. (laughs) But you're like a regular sized adult and your partner is a larger than average sized adult. And we are hobbit sized people. So there is, I do. Yeah. It's not as dire. Like nobody in this house is over six foot four. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. So that's, it's not like a big issue anyway. Digression. Yay. Anything else you're working on? Nope. 
Sweet. I had a couple acquisitions, just little things. I was in the yarn shop and I picked up some cards because I always pick up cards. I picked up this father's day one with a great pun. Hey, dad, I think you're a pretty fun guy. And there's a picture (laughs) of mushrooms. It's cute. Yeah. And then I just got some postcards of like nature stuff from, I like vintage looking postcards. And here's one of the closest mountain to me, Mount Tlac. I see it on my run like every day. Cute. Which is pretty nice and then one of snow plants which i have been seeing so many snow plants this year i got a couple of these um they're these like hot red pink plants that just pop out of the dirt they have no chlorophyll and they are fed entirely by their fungal relationships which i think is pretty cool but they just pop out of the ground all bright red here just bananas and i got a little eucalyptus smelling shower bomb too but yeah what did you get this week well, I vented at Logan Street Market on Saturday, so I was there, and the Kinder Artist has, like, a more permanent shop set up there, and I was facing her stuff all day, and it was really cute, and she bought a bunch of stuff from me, so I bought a bunch of stuff from her. Um, one thing I forgot, I forgot, I got, I forgot to put on was a really cute, super tiny bee ring. It's, like, the little teeniest, tiniest bee on there. Um but I also got some of her concrete art. So this is poured concrete and it's a little box that oh she made goodness. from a mold. It's really cute. It mm-hmm. super matches my little pastel office vibe I have going on. So it's going to like just be a cute little thing for maybe tea bags in my office. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a cute little bubble box. And then she also had some stickers and I got this cute just one more. And then there's plants under it sticker for my sister who has a plant problem. (laughs) Um, So those were my treasures from the kinder artists and her last name is kinder. So what a fun name for her store that she's the kinder artist. And she has like an ecological, like waste, not wasting uh, mission statement Mm -hmm. and stuff. So nice. Mm -hmm. That's super cool. My gosh, we're just going so fast. We can talk about our occult corner stuff, right? We are continuing to be baby witches learning about astrology. So it is now Gemini season and we're going to talk about Gemini. You want to give us the basics? Yeah. So Gemini season is May 21st through June 20th. The symbol for the constellation is the twins, which I'm sure Lauren's going to talk about more the mythology of that stuff. And it's an air sign. It's a mutable air sign. And its ruling planet is Mercury. Uh, And the general like characteristics for Gemini are being very playful, maybe childlike, curious. And there's like taken from, I think, the symbol of the twins. There's like a duality or two Geminis. And they're like considered to be maybe jack of all trades, but a master of none. They're often juggling many different things. Like they have a ton of hobbies or careers, or they have like six different friends groups and they're super social butterflies bopping all over the place. Interesting. Yeah. So because of all that, they could maybe be easily distracted. And Mercury is the planet that's in charge of communication. Uh, So Geminis are very good communicators. A lot of Geminis might be really into like reading and writing and like that kind of communication. 
So those are general Gemini traits. It's just thinking linguistics, mercury, mercurial, which is something that you were kind of describing as somebody who has like a large variety of interests and skills that they could switch between. Mm-hmm. Cool. So as you know, I'm the uh, podcast's mythology fan. So I looked into the mythology of it and actually it turns out like the concept of divine twins is a like proto-Indo-European mythological thing. It comes up over and over and over and over again in in different mythologies. There is um, kind of like two flavors that come up. There's either um, the divine twins is kind of like the Romulus and Remus pattern. And I will note that Romulus and Remus would be the newest iteration of this. All the ones before would be significantly older, but like twins lost in the woods raised by animals go on to like found something or do something. And then the other concept of the divine twins, which is what I'm going to talk about more of is their twins. A lot of times, although they're, you know, twins born at the same time, they have two different fathers and they're often associated with either sea and sailors in their protection. And they're often associated strongly with horses. And these concepts of divine twins come up in like Vedic mythology, Slavic, Latvian, Celtic, and of course, um, Hellenistic which is what I'm kind of going to go into. So in the Western canon, we think of the Gemini constellation as being uh, Castor and Pollux, Pollux being the um, Latinization form of the name, but it's just easier for me to say. So I'm going to ride with Pollux instead of Polydeuces. Um, so the twins, Castor and Pollux, were the um, sons of Leda. Leda was seduced in quotes here, seduced by Zeus in the form of a swan. And she lays two eggs. One has twins, Castor and Pollux, and one has twins, Helen and Clytemenstra. So the boys, Castor is the son, the mortal son of Leda's husband, Tyndarius, king of Sparta. And Pollux is Zeus's son, an immortal. And then on the other hand, you have Helen, who is thought to be the daughter of Zeus, Helen of Troy, most beautiful woman ever in all of history. And her sister Clytemnestra in Pop Wandering Princes, uh, Agamemnon and Menelaus, and they marry the two girl twins. And we all, you know, read the Iliad if you want to know what happens to them. But we're talking about <laughs> Castor and Pollux mainly here, and they are strongly associated with both horses, like being good, like strong horse masters and able to tame horses, and excellent riders, as well as Pollux, the immortal one, is associated with boxing. They go on lots of adventures of various morality uh, by modern standards. The most famous thing they do is they become members of Jason's crew, Argonauts. We talked, well, we, I talked a little bit about (laughs) them in our um, Aries discussion with the Ram and the Golden Fleece. That's one of Jason's adventures. Pollux, the boxer, the immortal one, um, beats the crap out of a rival king. And that works really well. Everybody's very pleased that he won that boxing match. They do various shenanigans involving cattle thieving and women kidnapping in mythology. But in all versions of the story, the mortal one caster dies and his immortal brother is so distraught. He asks his father, Zeus, like, I can't be separated from my brother. And Zeus says, you can share your immortality with him, like, but at cost to you. And of course, that's what he does. And uh, they either just go to become stars together. Or they like spend half their time together in Hades and half in Olympus. But in any case, they are the stars, the two main stars that form like the heads of the uh, constellations in the Gemini. Some interesting associations with Castor and Pollux is because they were Argonauts and like 
good seafaring men, they're associated with St. Elmo's fire. The natural phenomenon is just like plasma discharge in the air, just bananas. And that's thought to be a good omen to sailors and is associated with Castor and Pollux's mythological characters. And they're obviously both strongly associated with horses in the Circus Maximus in Rome, which I have jogged on. Nice. <laughs> so their ancient, uh, their ancient horse racing track in Rome that in this was like like horse racing in Rome was like the number one sport. It was everybody's favorite. Apparently eggs were laid down as lap counters in reference to Pollux and Castor being born from an egg. Ah, yeah. So I thought that was pretty interesting. There's also a similar set of divine twins in Mesopotamian mythology that is associated with the constellation as well. There wasn't much uh, that I could find on the internet about them, and I don't feel like super well-versed enough to speak on it, but just as a little like quick overhead view of it, their names are Mughal Era and Mislamta Ea, and they are thought they are divine twins in, you know, in the Proto-Indo-European mythological tradition, and but they're more thought to be guardians of the gates to the underworld. Cool. Yeah, and that's what I got on the mythology associated with the constellation Gemini. Night. I have our traditional list of famous Geminis and then the random careers that CoStar suggests because they're too funny. Mm-hmm. Some famous Gemini, Kanye West. Oh, okay. Kendrick Lamar, Jean-Paul Sartre, huh. Allen Ginsberg, Prince, and Stevie Nicks. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And then the ridiculous CoStar jobs. These are the most job jobs we've had so far, I think. <laughs> Likeable politician, actor okay. who plays a quirky side character, okay. devil's advocate, bubblegum rapper joke writer, okay. and Twitter personality. Nice. Mm-hmm. And then bonus Gemini stuff to talk about. Gemini is one of my big three. Gemini is my rising sign or ascendant, it's sometimes called. Interesting. You yeah. do have a variety of skills, I would say. True, true. I Yeah, I definitely have that jack of all trades thing going on. Refresher on what rising signs mean generally. Your rising sign is like your outer personality. And a lot of people think of it as like a first impression of you. So like how you present upon first meeting. So like you might not like super relate to it. Or if people meet you and you tell them like what your sun sign is and they're like, you don't seem like a that, it might be because they're more picking up on this rising signs vibes. So it's kind of like your public facing mask as opposed to like your inner self. Yeah, I think a lot of the like pop culture astrology going on really gives Gemini's the bad rap. It totally and does. A lot of them had really a lot of I like specifically avoided writing down really negative things because a lot of things mm-hmm. were like, oh, they're like childlike, meaning like they're naive mm-hmm. and not smart. And- Two-faced. Or yeah. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. And I don't think that's necessarily that it doesn't have anything to do with the mythology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I don't I don't feel I don't super, I don't like think that I am totally the opposite of a Gemini, but I don't super relate to Gemini. I think it does make sense as like my rising sign, but yeah, I, because I can come across as like chatty and social butterfly ish upon first meeting me, but that's not how I actually roll. I kind of can turn that on and off 
for like specific events or Mm -hmm. times. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. I think that, I think the famous Gemini's was pretty interesting. Yeah, it was. (laughs) Great. Well, I am like having so much fun learning about this. Awesome. I think that's about it for us. We'll do a little bit of promo. Mm-hmm. I think it's all you again. Yay. I released the new flavor of my macaron box shawl. Yay. I have it here to show you. That's great. It's the caramel swirl macaron. It's so pretty. And that was made using some of the Ghibli yarn. <laughs> it was. This is the uh, merry-go-round of life color that was inspired by Howl's Moving Castle uh, by Big Little Yarn Co. And it's a crescent shawl, like all of the macaron box patterns, but this one is stockinette mostly. So if you are more of a stockinette shawl and less of a garter stitch person, this might be for you. It does go back and forth between stockinette and some garter stripes that are little pops of color of the mini skein, because remember, all of the macaron box shawls are for a sock set. So one full size skein and one 20 gram mini. Yes. So if you already bought this pattern from me, macaron box on Ravelry or Hip, then you got this for free already. You got an email telling you how to get it and you're all set and ready to go. If you haven't got it yet and you want to knit this or any of the other versions, the lavender macaron or the vanilla macaron, you might want to buy the pattern now because I raise it a dollar every time I add a new flavor and I'm working on that cotton candy version that will go up later this summer. So get on it now. Yay. And tell us more about your pop shop live event. Yes, my Pop Shop Live events this Saturday uh, get like super good deals. Uh, save 10 bucks if you're new to the app and everyone gets free shipping. So that's cool. I'm also debuting a new pin design at it. What? It's knitting themed. So like maybe you'll like it and rainbows. Yay, that's so exciting. I'm getting excited to come and like do pin labor with you. Yes, I'm excited for you to come to Pin Labor in my new space. I uh, put my all my stuff for my Pop Shop Live is on my fancy little rolly cart over there by my uh, mm. couch so that I can just like pick stuff up and show it to people. And I was very excited about being able to do that. <laughs> Excellent. Well, that's great. If you are looking to find us anywhere around the internet, just head on over to fibercoven.com. There'll be show notes for this show, as well as my yarn and Emily's patterns and merch, and as well as a link to our Patreon, where we have a really cool group of neat people to chit chat with. Awesome. Until next week, Kevin, keep making yarn magic. Bye. Bye.